Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. Well, the weather's trying to stop us, I guess, some people from early voting or at least complicate things. But, uh, you know, look, the the work of the people of Texas must go on. And so I want to bring you some updates about some of that activity this week. But that's not the only thing that was going on in Texas. Some activities at the Texas Supreme Court. What in the world is going on in D.C. as it relates to the life movement? Some people that want to restrict the rights of our state to protect unborn children. A whole lot to cover. And that's why we've got a great guest today who knows a lot about these issues. Uh, and she's not in Texas. She's in a little bit warmer place. Surprisingly, uh, Orlando's temperatures are a little bit up. But Arena Grosu is joining us from CPAC, one of the you know kind of biggest and most active conferences that you'll see around the country as it relates to a lot of the issue that Texas values are involved in. So she's out there spreading good cheer, talking about the Texas heartbeat law and all kinds of different things. There's a lot of Texas elected officials we're hearing are there as well. But Arena, welcome back to the Texas Values Report. Thank you, Jonathan. It's great to be with you, and it's great to be here in Orlando with uh, fellow CPAC attendees. Uh, we heard from Senator Cruz. We heard from uh, what well, we're actually going to hear from Rick Perry and uh, DeSantis, as well as Trump uh, tomorrow and Pompeo today. So it's been an exciting time. There's definitely a lot of energy here at CPAC, and uh, people are just fired up. Yeah, well, and you, I mean, you might have met Rick Perry for the first time recently at our event, or was that, had you met him before? No, I met him at the, at the event at Texas Values, so that was, that was great. No, he, and, and he's a great speaker, and it's good to see him be out there and be active again. I know that uh, he wasn't traveling as much for a little while, and so we were excited when he had him, we had him at a Texas Values event. Uh, back in December in, in Plano and Collin County, north part of Texas. And so, well, many of y'all know, Arena Gross, who's been working with Texas Values on a variety of projects, primarily on things that relate to uh, pro-life issues and really making sure people know, pointing people back to Texas and, and back to us as well, as far as what's happening on the pro-life front, because there's been so much activity on that. And I'm going to talk in a little bit about what happened at the Texas Supreme Court yesterday. Our team was there, two members of our team were there at the Texas Supreme Court, because there was a lot of, there was a court hearing about the Texas heartbeat law. But Arena, you've been making your way around the country a little bit. You're going to be in Orlando at CPAC today. And, you know, I, I, I'm sorry we disrupted your time, whether you were at the pool or, you know, I guess they're, they're, you're not that close to the beach in Orlando, but it is nice. It's a little bit warmer. I see people posting, you know, drinks and all kinds of, you know, umbrella stuff from the pool and sort of rubbing it in. But that's OK. We hope you're having a good time for the sake of life. But we know that you've been around to a lot of events because there's a lot of interest about what's happening on the pro-life issue. I mean, look, as, as people are going to the polls this week in the state of Texas, the life issue is very important. I know you're going to be in an event tomorrow, and there's a lot of interest. I spoke, you you were able to help me get an invitation to an event last week. But as we move closer towards June, and as we see the Texas heartbeat law, now it's six months, there's a lot of interest about it. And so love to hear about what kind of responses and reflections and, and information and discussions you've been a part of as it relates to the heartbeat law and some of the events you've been able to participate in. Well, I think people have been uh, pleasantly surprised by everything that's happened with the heartbeat law. Uh, obviously, over 25,000 babies' lives have been saved since the law went into effect in September. And uh, a lot of states have been moved by that. And in fact, at least 10 states have introduced similar legislation. So we're seeing the effect of the Texas heartbeat law, not just in Texas, but also in other states. Um, and, you know, the sky didn't fall when the law went into effect, even though the left wants you to think 
it did. Uh, women are getting the help they need. They're getting the support they need, uh, not just for their babies, but for themselves, for jobs and housing and training and counseling and anything else they need. And especially in Texas, Texas is so um, has has the alternative to abortion grant, a hundred million dollars for these types of services. And I, I think that's a real example for what the rest of the country should look like, especially as we're looking at uh, potentially a post-Roe uh, nation as of June. And that's what we're hoping for, that the uh, ban with Dobbs is upheld and that uh, Roe is overturned. And so I think Texas is in a really good place uh, with the Texas Harpy Law and also just in the way that um, Texas is helping women in, in so many ways and is, is being pro-life. Well, we're talking with Arena Grossu, uh, policy and communications advisor for Texas Value. She's at CPAC in Florida today with a lot of activity there. Senator Ted Cruz is there. Uh, former Governor Rick Perry and Secretary of Energy Rick Perry is there. A lot of folks from Texas, people from around the country. Did you say Trump is there? Trump is going to speak tomorrow. Okay, so that'll be that'll be a big deal. I'm going to be at a baseball field somewhere, um, but wish I was there in Florida because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of activity. But there's a lot of activity going on in Texas because we're right in the middle of a very important election season. Today is actually the last day of early voting if you're listening to and watching this on Friday. As a matter of fact, if you're watching this on Facebook, share it, like it, let's get it into some groups. Let's get a lot more attention. We're gonna go for about 26 minutes, at least I am. I don't know how long we'll keep Arena on because I know she's got some important work to do, but I like how you framed what's happening with the Texas heartbeat law that you know people have been, and you as well, all of us, right? Pleasantly, I don't wanna say surprised, but a lot of people outside of our team pleasantly surprised about how well it's doing because there's always this expectation and that's been the history of pro-life laws getting struck down from the beginning and then we have to fight from the defensive position. Hopefully one day they go into effect. And, you know, look, I think we can say this, we can all sort of admit this. We knew this was a big, important step that we were trying to take with the heartbeat law that, you know, was a really aggressive uh, and a significant move to say that you couldn't have abortions after five or six weeks, effectively saying after a heartbeat is detected. And so it's a it was a pretty ambitious effort. And it's been wonderful that it's continued to stay effective and, and prevail three times at the U.S. Supreme Court. But to your point, saving lives throughout that process and educating people about the $100 million, the resources. We've got all this information on the website we set up too, texasheartbeatlaw.com. It's a specific website set up for how the Texas Heartbeat Law works, things that are going on related to it, a little bit about all the states, a lot of states that are trying to pass heartbeat laws, and information about how to get connected to resources. Because that's ultimately what this is about. How can we help protect that life? And not just the baby in the womb, but after the baby's born, the mother, the family, as they go through this journey. And I think that's, you know, I know that you're, you got an event you're going to tomorrow, but I think it, this has been given us an opportunity to put more focus on that. Uh, while there is court cases still going on, the heartbeat law is in effect. So there's not this concern of, oh, how do we overturn that so the law can get into effect? We're in a very strong position where now we can focus on the great work that's doing and focus on the issue of life and how we're going to protect life and support mothers and families. That's right. And I think that there are a lot of different threats that are um, coming up. And I wanted to just touch on this. That, sure. um, as far as we can, the Texas Harpy Law, if we can keep it in effect and um, and it looks very good, even with the oral arguments from yesterday, that it'll stay in effect. Um, but we are there are threats to pro-life laws. There's the Women's Health Protection Act, which is deceptively misnamed. It really is the Abortion on Demand Until Birth Act, uh, which would try to ban 
all federal and state laws, pro-life laws, and, and replace them with abortion on demand. So it's probably the most extreme uh, law well, bill that's, that's uh, right now well, going to go before the Senate. On and Monday. If I can set this up real quick. So there's a vote on Monday in the Senate on this issue, really trying to force Roe versus Wade and abortion on demand in federal law, which is not the case. There's not a federal law that enshrines all this. People just sort of operated that way because of the Roe versus Wade decision. But I think a lot of this is happening because of the fear that any day now the Supreme Court could overturn Roe versus Wade, that we've got a law like the Texas heartbeat law that continues to prevail at the U.S. Supreme Court. Other states are passing it. And I think the Biden administration, who we know is a huge you know, opponent, if you will, of the Texas heartbeat law and other pro-life measures and his administration pushing people and Pelosi and others, they realize, you know, the, the days of Roe versus Wade being sort of the law of the land could be numbered. And so they're sort of scrambling to do something. But, you know, look, if, if people are paying attention, this could end up passing. That's right. So I think that uh, we need to just raise, raise awareness about what this bill does and what it doesn't do. It doesn't protect women. It does not protect babies and it does not protect health care. There's another portion of the bill that people are not really familiar with. But in addition to the fact that it would ban all state abort pro-life bills and, and laws, uh, it would actually also um, invalidate some conscience protections for healthcare workers who don't want to do abortions or other things like gender transition surgeries, et cetera. Um, but I think that what uh, we we need to do is just continue to uh, show how the power of pro-life laws, for example, Texas, the Texas heartbeat law has been so effective and that, and, and you're completely right. This is, this is their acting in fear because of what we think is coming down the pike in June uh, with the Dobbs decision. And so the only way that they can possibly try to supersede anything is to legislate um, with, with, with an ideological um, bill. And so we really just need to continue to raise awareness about what it does. And at the same time, you know, we, we're living in a, actually, I think it's the most pro-life time that we have. There's so many pro-life laws that have been introduced, pro-life laws um, that have just been incredible. And I think that um, they're very scared about what America might look like if, if Roe is overturned. And this is just another thing where they're acting out of fear. Well, we're talking with Arena Grosu, communications and policy advisor for Texas Values, one of the most well-known voice and advocates for life across the country. She's done a lot of work nationally. She's helped out states from time to time. She served as a member of the Trump administration um, a few years ago, just a little bit over a year ago, worked for Family Research Council, uh, really in a lot of very influential and important positions. She's at CPAC reporting to us a little bit, some of the activity there, spreading good cheers. I said earlier, letting people know about the Texas heartbeat law, having a connection point, right? I mean, because you think about some of the work Texas values, what we do, this is state-based state-focused work, but it's wonderful when the work we're doing at the state level can impact and really influence what happens across the country, particularly in the pro-life movement. And that's what the Texas heartbeat law is doing. And a lot of people have questions. I was on a call uh, that you helped set up was at a convention for an event last week and still a lot of questions about how it works, how it's going to work moving forward. What are some of the responses to some of the frequently asked questions? A lot of great information like that on texasheartbeatlaw.com. But there is a lot of nervous, a lot of anxiety from the left, from the uh, abortion crowd 
in D.C. and at the Capitol, the uh, nation's capital, because they would like to see them be in a position to change all this. Right. There was a, an article floated out last week or so saying, well, the federal government might take over a bunch of land and create this special zone to have abortions in the state of Texas. I was interviewed by that. We don't know that there's any history of that, that that would change the state law. But that was just evidence of how the other side is scrambling. Right there. They've never been in this position before, if not since. Uh, 73, and they realized things could be changing really quickly, and really they're running out of options. But a lot of that, to your point, is because there are a lot of more pro-life laws being passed. The the culture has changed, right? Young people right. are much more pro-life. They understand this issue more, and I mean, this is an important issue. We're talking about an issue of life and death, and since the Texas heartbeat law has been in place, we estimate over 20,000 lives have been saved because those abortions aren't being performed. I think that's something that we should all feel good about. I think it's amazing what Texas has done with the Texas heartbeat law. Those babies are alive today and are presumably right now, a, a lot of women will be give, give birth because the Texas heartbeat law went into effect. And, um, and it's, it's amazing that we have actually been able to save babies' lives in the process. Uh, even if one life was saved through the Texas heartbeat law, it would have been worth it. Uh, but the fact that we estimate around 25,000 lives have been saved is is incredible. In, in fact, uh, you know, Texas, there's about 55,000 abortions a year. So that's almost half of, of, of annual abortions in Texas. And it's incredible that we've been able to achieve that through laws and laws change lives. And the Texas heartbeat law um, has, has done that in a very short amount of time. It continues to do that. So we're coming up on six months since it went into effect. And it's, we're very it's close. Done. And, I, and I hope that other states see the benefit of, of a law like this, um, you know, as, as we, they continue to uh, introduce and pass various other pro-life bills. It doesn't include any of the other ones. Uh, but I do think it's, it's an important tool because when you see a heartbeat, it's hard to argue that there's not a human life there. And it's also changed the conversation because the left and the media has had to admit that there is a heartbeat uh, and it's not a heartbeat of a, a, an animal, a puppy. It's a, a heartbeat of a human being. Oh, it's a human. No, it's undeniable. And, and the heartbeat is a universal indicator of life. It's something people understand, they connect well with. And I think that's one reason why it's changing hearts and minds, if you will. Talking with Arena Grosu, uh, communications and policy advisor for Texas Value. She's at CPAC, a very big event that happens. A lot of conservatives are there. A lot of conservative principles and issues are talked about. Senator Ted Cruz is there, former Secretary of Energy and Governor from Texas, Rick Perry. I imagine Governor DeSantis has been there, is going to speak. It's in his home state. You know, see, there was a CPAC event last year in the state of Texas, which we participated in. Um, and it's actually coming back into Texas this summer. So good. CPAC All right. Well, we'll, we'll be sure to have a presence there, too, in our home state. And, you know, we're in the middle of an election season, though, for the state of Texas. Early voting ends today on Friday. Main election day is Tuesday, March 1st. If you haven't voted yet or you're looking for resources, we've got a lot of good information on our website. We've also got an entity that we work with, freevotersguide.com doesn't have endorsements, just gives you a lot of information about candidates. You can check those things out. And look, if, if you're an influential people person in church, talk about it this Sunday. You have with all the legal rights available to you to tell people there's an election, here's when the dates are, vote your values, turn to the Bible and, set, and see what it says on these issues. And so um, not a whole lot of time left. And these are the primary elections, the party's deciding who's going to represent them in November. 
And it's not a presidential year, but it's a statewide election year for the state of Texas. And there are some people that want to get people elected to overturn or turn back the clock on the Texas heartbeat law or water it down. And that would be a real shame. So, but, you know, I know you got a little bit more work to do out there, Rita, and really appreciate, though, you taking a little bit of time with us, the work that you're doing, going around the country, different events, talking about the Texas heartbeat law and other expertise that you have on the different issues. I mean, and, you know, look, we could see 2022 could be the year that Roe versus Wade could be overturned. How incredible would that be? That would be the most amazing thing that could ever happen to to our nation. Uh, Right now, America is one of six countries in the entire world that allows abortion up to, you know, the day of birth. And uh, we joined the likes of North Korea and China. We do not want to be on that list. Abortion, we're killing our our future, and hopefully we can see the overturning of Roe v. Wade. It'll go back to the states, and a a number of states already have trigger uh, bills that will go into effect, basically prohibiting abortion in those states. And then there will be a number of states where we can just work to continue to bring the end of abortion in those states. But um, it will will save countless lives. And I was doing an interview yesterday from the Texas Supreme Court. And I'll talk a little bit about that when, when Arena moves on in just a second. But, you know, this all creates a climate and a culture and a place that we hope for, for women to feel like they don't have to make some life or death choice, that they're going to be welcomed and received and supported for something that I think is just instinctive, to protect that baby in their womb. As our friend uh, Abby Johnson tells us, it could be a difference of $200 that a woman decides to a woman decides to have abortion if she's in crisis. And so that's not that's not what we want women to feel. We don't want them to feel like they've got to flee or they've got to be in some desperate situation. They can stay right here in Texas and be supported with entities and efforts like the Alternatives to Abortion Program and so many different things you can find out at TexasHeartbeatLaw.com. Arena, doing great work as usual. We're glad you're out there communicating with people, making connections, saying hi to all the, you know, important and wonderful people. Uh, So be safe out there and continue to do great. And and we just appreciate all that you're doing for the issue of life. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Arena Grossu has been our guest today on the Texas Values Report. All right, I got a few minutes left. I want to talk about what happened at the Texas Supreme Court. So at the Texas Supreme Court yesterday, we were there, Texas Values, two members of our team were there. Um, So I was there along with Jonathan Covey, who also has a law degree. And um, so we went there to be a part of the oral arguments. So here's what was going on. All right. So, you know, the Texas heartbeat law has been up to the U.S. Supreme Court, not once, not twice, but three times. The Texas heartbeat law has been at the U.S. Supreme Court and prevailed. So the last time the Texas heartbeat law was there, the Biden administration's lawsuit against the Texas heartbeat law, done, gone, completely dismissed. Now, there was one other case that was allowed to move forward and sent back to the lower courts in a very narrow and limited way, really because the court wasn't sure. They merely suggested maybe there's some, you know, government official that might be able to enforce this in some way. Because remember, what's going on is the Texas heartbeat law says government officials do not enforce it. It's private enforcement. And that's no different. We see this in, um, in a lot of different areas, particularly in federal law, where private citizens there's a, there's a rule in place. There's some type of statute, but it's people privately that decide how it works and they'll go up against each other if they need to, to resolve their differences and to apply different rules that can come from a legislative body, right? So this is nothing new, this concept of, of private enforcement, but 
in order for there to be a constitutional violation, which is what the abortion groups are saying, that this violates the right to an abortion, the Texas heartbeat law, even though I don't agree there's a right to abortion, that's their argument. Well, in order for there to be a constitutional violation, the government has to be involved in the equation. The government has to say, we're taking away your right to an abortion. Since the government is not involved in the enforcement of the Texas heartbeat law, they don't have a role in it being applied. That's It's solely based on private enforcement. That means you can't have a lawsuit challenging it as unconstitutional, right? So that's the whole basis of their case. So what happened is the Supreme Court, and, I, and I'm skipping a bunch of different parts and details. I'm going to just boil it down, though. What was happening is the U.S. Supreme Court said, we're going to send the case back to Texas. This is a state law. We're going to let the state of Texas decide what the meaning of this law is is and whether there are any other government officials because the attorney general has been dismissed from the case, um, court clerks, a whole bunch of people that the abortion issues, abortion groups are trying to sue. They're no longer involved in the court case. So now it's a very limited window. And that was the question for the Texas Supreme Court yesterday. Um, is the plain reading of the Texas heartbeat law leave any doubt or is there any room there to suggest that some other government officials, particularly someone who might be in charge of deciding whether a doctor can keep their license or is violating any laws related to medical ethics and licensing, whether those could be applied and that would be a government official. And so the reading of the, the of the text of the Supreme Court law, I think is very clear that no government official is involved in the application and enforcement of law. It's specifically private enforcement. And so that's the question before the Texas Supreme Court. I think it's an easy question. And you've got a nine-member Republican, all Republican Texas Supreme Court. So I think it's fair to expect that, you know, they're going to follow the reading of the attorney general's office, not because they have to, but you have some, you know, similar analysis there as far as the court really feeling confident in thinking the issue of textualism is important. In other words, that you go by what the text says, not by what someone says they think it says or what they think it means. And so I think that's a real easy decision. But if for some reason the Texas Supreme Court could say, well, maybe it's not quite so clear, so your lawsuit can move forward because maybe there's some other government official in some medical agency or governing agency that might apply this against an abortion doctor, it's still a very narrow window that would happen a long time down the road. And it doesn't change that the Texas heartbeat law will continue to be constitutional and remain in effect. And so, and, and honestly, the Supreme Court, I mean, it could take them months to make a decision. They usually try to mirror the Texas Supreme Court tries to mirror what the U.S. Supreme Court does and have all their decisions by June of that year, which is in two or you know three or four months. But they don't have to. The U.S. Supreme Court does operate that way. That that is how they do things. So they're going to they're going to put something out by the end of the June. But the Texas Supreme Court doesn't um, work under those same type of rules. It's up to their discretion. Now, that's what they have been doing here in the past several years. So I expect that will be the case. But my point is, we don't know when they're going to rule. It could be a long time for now. And all during that time, you continue to have the Texas heartbeat law in effect. And I'm adjusting my camera a little bit because I'm seeing as the uh, as people are watching, you can see the words and it's like right over my face. All right. Just so you can see. So maybe you get a better view of me as well um, and a little bit more accurate. These are good things for babies. OK, this is a good thing for life that this decision is unlikely to be made very soon. And even if it is, I'm confident that the Texas heartbeat law will prevail and the argument of the state will prevail that these government officials are, are not to be included in the way the state law was written because it's, it's very clear by the, the text of the law itself. But we were there to report on it, to do media interviews, to give you analysis and to be a support, to show our public support 
for continuing to have the Texas heartbeat law thrive, for it to move forward. And there are a lot of, uh, you know, questions about this. And a lot of times the solicitor general, this is the individual from the attorney general's office in Texas that argues these cases. That individual usually does not address the media. Sometimes they do, but in this case, they did not. And that's fine. That's one reason why we're there to order to provide that commentary, which I think would be consistent with what the solicitor general would say as well, and give insight based on what we heard from the comments that were made in the courtroom. And, you know, look, I've worked on Texas Supreme Court cases. Sometimes I'm the attorney, right? And sometimes members of our team are. This time we're not. We're able to be in the audience, but then give analysis based on our experience. I've been licensed almost 20 years now. It's hard to imagine that, that that time is gone, but I'm in uh, my 19th year of the practice of law and being licensed in the state of Texas. And it's a real blessing. Just some of the many reasons why you should consider investing in Texas values, txvalues.org. We're coming up on the end of the month. We are a nonprofit organization txvalues.org, make that tax deductible donation. Organization, along with our partner organization, Texas Values Action, our collective budget's almost $2 million. Okay, that's a lot of money to raise. I don't know, what's the math um, every month if you broke it down that way, right? Close to uh, 200,000, 160,000, whatever the number is. But um, we're not quite there this month. So we need your financial support. If you can make that tax deductible donation, go to our website right now, txvalues.org. You can donate stock. You can donate all kinds of other ways We've got information for plan giving on our website. It's not just, oh, I'm going to do my credit card or my checking account or cash. There are other ways that you can do that. You could sell appreciated stock and other things. We've got some good information on our website with details about that. A lot of different options of the way that you could ways that you could give. TXValues.org is the way you can help us protect faith, family, and freedom. I'm trying to see how I'm doing on timing. Check my clock real quick, um, how we're doing. And if you're watching on Facebook, share this, like it, put it into some posts. We're just about done. And just so you know, this is something we do every week. Okay, we have a weekly radio show through a Christian radio station. We usually broadcast it when we can through Facebook as well and other social media entities. Uh, so, but the goal is to get this information in front of people, to continue to educate people so you know what your rights are, you know what's going on currently on the issues you care about, about life, about faith, uh, family, and freedom in Texas. We do this in the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media, as you've seen. By the way, I, was, I sent an email to our board this morning. Yesterday was like a Super Bowl of media activity and interviews. We were talking about the Texas heartbeat law case at the Texas Supreme Court. We were already getting interviews about how the, the heartbeat law is doing because it's almost about six months that it's been, how long it's been into effect. Uh, so that all came together. And then the governor and, and attorney general earlier this week put out some information about gender modification and child sex surgeries where um, body parts of kids are removed for so-called sex changes. That's been ruled child abuse based on an analysis of our state law. The governor said he's going to back that up as well. We did a lot of interviews on that. So our ability to be in a position to message on these issues and get good information out there is also part of what you're investing in when you support Texas Values. So make that tax-deductible donation right now at txvalues.org. And that's how you can help us protect faith, family, and freedom in Texas. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.